Yankee Tree Service, call them today, 401-439-6028. The tree trimming experts from Lincoln, you can always find them online, yankeetreeservice.com. Tree removal since 2006, 24-7 emergency service available. It's Yankee Tree. Folks, I've dealt with them for years. Tree removal, stump grinding, tree pruning, also emergency service, and bucket truck service you can depend on on Yankee Tree Service. Call them today. Get a free quote, 401-439-6028. And remember, with Yankee Tree Service, they have the licensed arbitrist. They'll come out and they'll explain which tree maybe you want to get removed, maybe what tree you don't want to get removed. Tree pruning, also one of the best things you can do for your property and for your trees. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today. The tree trimming experts based out of Lincoln. Call them at 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Don't believe the spin you're hearing from the McKee people about trying to save or reinvent or reimagine Rhode Island College. It's all about state jobs, union jobs, hiring more workers. That's what it's about. The fact of the matter is, it's also obscene what is going on with Congressman, former Congressman Jim Langevin, who wanted to be the president of Rhode Island College, doesn't have the proper degrees for it. So instead, they've invented this little post for him, cybersecurity, his little fiefdom to give him a place and then, uh, you know, sets up like that, which then just means the hiring of more people. So the, if, if there's anyone that's listening that actually believes Rhode Island College should have a cybersecurity element to it, 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 it's just ludicrous. But this, this governor, the one thing he was supposed to deliver was the sales tax, uh, tax cuts. Our taxes are way too high. We are way overtaxed in this state. Uh, there's certainly an opportunity <clears throat> to try to have an advantage settled between Massachusetts and Connecticut. But the governor just is, and, and he can easily say, oh, well, I wanted it. They took it out. But how much did he really want it? How much did he really fight for it? And it was pretty measly to begin with. <clears throat> All of that COVID money blown. But whenever you hear about Rhode Island College, what it's really about is that is all about just more state jobs, more union jobs. If they really, truly want to improve that school between URI and Rhode Island College, so you should have every angle covered. Uh, Rhode Island College does have good education. A lot of teachers went there and then get their master's um, in, in teaching and also school of nursing. But what Rhode Island College really should also initiate and have um, is some kind of a technical school. For whatever reason, the state just allows New England Tech to run virtually with no competition. And New England Tech is wildly expensive. It's very expensive. It's not like the old, remember the old commercial of uh, Break Those Chains in the Rhode Island Trade School or whatever it was. But New England Tech, that has its own campus, it's a for-profit college. But that's where the state should really move into. Uh, in this thing where they're trying to do with free tuition at Rhode Island College, it just makes it more expensive. They're actually lessening the education, not improving it, not making it better. And they're almost trying to turn it into like a larger CCRI. So, but if they were truly serious, <clears throat> they would uh, initiate, and I would have no problem with that, by the way. If they said that if you could go for a training school for two years for free, now, that would be worthwhile because then after two years, they could, you know, the, the students could then start to get jobs within the trades. That would make more sense. That would have some value to it. But but right now, I, I think it's a big whiff where the governor, in fact, did not get any type of sales tax curbed, which should be, and it should be a priority, but they don't care because it doesn't affect them in that in that way 
Um, the only way these elected officials seem to move on anything is that it affects them. I like the idea that one of the presidential candidates said that all of the, con you know, the people in Congress, the congressional representatives, their health care plan should be that they have to go to the, the VA, and then it would be straightened out. But one of the biggest problems people don't realize is the union problems that come in anytime you try to have an organization like that, and then it ends up it ends up being like the, you know, the DMV or any other type of government type of agency. But just staying on track here in the state, um, the plan for an island college, it's really not a plan to improve the school, give direction to school, or even help the students at the school. The real focal point of it seems to be more on, it's all just about trying to add more state jobs, more union jobs. As many of you know, I mean, they control him. So now, as much as Governor McKee will say, well, no new money for the soccer stadium, no new money for Superman building and blah, blah, blah. But the fact of the matter is they, they find another way to get the special interest, the money. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Next time you have an emergency, think AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Johnston. That's right in the Atwood Medical Center. And also 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's. At Med Urgent Care, when you have an emergency, they specialize ambulatory medicine. They provide immunization, school, and sports physicals. At At Med Urgent Care, they provide comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals families they're on duty at all times they're open seven days a week walk-in routine urgent care minor surgical now if you're in a car accident go to atman urgent care avoid the long wait at the emergency rooms they also do adult vaccinations laboratory testing atman urgent care when it's an emergency 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, that's right, in the Atwood Medical Center, and also 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, online at admedurgentcare.net. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 .9 FM. Remember, you can always visit our website, depietro.com. Well, the field is certainly getting crowded now. How many people are jumping in? Let's hear the latest. I'll give some comment now, or I should say coming up um on just the number it's it's really uh remarkable now how many are jumping in on this race even though president trump you know clearly remains the front runner and florida governor ron DeSantis is a very distant second but it is getting even more crowded let's hear the latest on the presidential field we can restore American greatness. America is not a land of oppression. America is the land of opportunity. As a crowded Republican primary field looks to only be getting bigger. Former Vice President Mike Pence hopping on the back of a Harley at the annual Roast and Ride, teasing his presidential announcement on Wednesday. We thought I would be the best place to make our attention. Pence now preparing to run against his former boss, Donald Trump. Most people know me as vice president, as a loyal lieutenant uh, standing beside the president. I hope, uh, should we enter the race, that people would get a better sense of uh, who we are as a family. And calling out the former president on his praise of North Korea's leader Kim Jong-un. Whether it's my former running mate or anyone else, we should. no one should ever be commending or congratulating uh, the brutal dictator of, of North Korea. Trump is still the clear frontrunner in this race, but he was notably absent. I'm just happy to be here. I think the folks here are great, and uh, we've enjoyed our visit. So we'll be back a lot. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis pitching Florida as a model for the country. We need to dispense with the culture of losing. Florida shows it can be done. Others making it clear it's time for a change. Does the party need to be headed in a new direction? You know, I think the party needs a new generational leader. We've lost the last seven out of eight Nikki popular Hillary. votes for president, and that's nothing that we should be proud of. When you're having these national leaders, they're saying we need a different leader than Donald Trump. You know, that's a pretty powerful message. 
As the front runner for now, Trump is playing by his own rules. He's missing those larger cattle call events with all of the candidates. Sources tell us he may even skip out on the first presidential debate in August, but he's still ramping up his attacks on his soon-to-be rival, Chris Christie, saying he's, quote, wasting his time, George. <laughs> and he may be. He may be. Now, what's also uh, interesting um, about 2024 is it's not automatic. And now you're talking about a very crowded field, the amount of individuals that are that are now um, the amount of individuals that are getting in on the race that are entering the race, I guess I should say. So in, and one of the things you have to look at is how they are now clarifying because because not just anybody gets in. Not everyone is getting in and people are certainly not sold on DeSantis by any stretch, but. I think um, some of the the um, criteria they've put out for those that if you want to be part of the Republican debate and you want to be on the stage for the Republican debate, it's it's not automatic uh, anymore. It is now. It's not a matter of just okay. You announce, and so therefore you get to. You get to enter the race. It's it's not like that. Candidates must sign a pledge to support eventual nominee. And here's where it gets a little tricky for some. Candidates must have a minimum 40,000 unique donors, 200 per state in at least 20 states. So, again, I want to break that out. 200 per state, 20 states. You have to have 20 states. You have to have donors. 40,000 unique donors, but it's 200 per state in 20 states. In poll, 1% in three recognized polls. So now it doesn't sound like a lot. And if you have the momentum, let's just, you know, let's move beyond a President Trump. Does Governor DeSantis, does he probably have 200 donors in 20 different states? I'm going to guess that he does. I'm going to guess that he does. And he's certainly polling above 1%. But it's going to close the door on people that don't have that. So people that took a more narrow approach, um, this certainly is going to thin the herd as far as who's going to be on that debate stage. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401 401- 885-4209 in Massachusetts. You can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane heating and cooling. It's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button. And remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment it's propane plus and remember with propane it's affordable sustainable equitable good for the environment and now it's renewable call propane plus today at 401-885-4209 in massachusetts call them at 508-252-3359 they're very easy to navigate website it's propaneplus.com propane plus call them 401-885-4209 You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Big legal win, but against some of the union bosses, and some of the damages they do. Folks, joining us right now, he is the president, National Right to Work Foundation. It is our friend, Mark Mix. And Mark, this is significant because of the liability that comes into play, my understanding, with a lot of these union bosses when damage has been done to property. Yeah, indeed it is, John. It is an important decision. And and fortunately, it it basically blocked the granting of another privilege for big labor union officials when they use violence and property destruction to get their way. Uh, The Supreme Court, in an eight-to-one ruling, ruled that Glacier North – well, 
they ruled that the Washington State Supreme Court was wrong when they decided that the employer in this case, uh, Glacier Northwest, which is a concrete company, didn't have a cause of action under tort law for intentional property damage that was inflicted by the Teamster Union on that company. And just to give you a real quick thumbnail, what happened was workers showed up at the yard in the morning. They loaded their cement trucks up for a big pour in Seattle. And they brought the trucks back to the yard in a labor dispute and left them on the property yard with the cement, with the drums still spinning. But obviously, cement is destroyed after some period of time, and the company lost about $100,000 in property in what was, uh, you know, these workers going out on strike. And so the, the, the business went to the trial court and the Kitty County Superior Court and asked for a tort claim saying they owed us money for property destruction. And the trial court said, no, we don't have jurisdiction. This is the National Labor Relations Board that would have jurisdiction over this. They, they appealed that. They lost at the appellate level. And then they went to the Washington State Supreme Court, and they lost there. And so they applied to the U.S. Supreme Court for a petition to hear the case. The court here uh, in Washington decided to hear the case, and they ruled 8-1 that they ought to look at this again because the idea of intentional property damage is something that should have the ability to someone to act. And if unions would have won this case— and basically, John, they would get to destroy property at will and leave it up to the politics of the National Labor Relations Board as whether or not they were going to be penalized for this. So in that essence, it was a big win for denying union officials an additional privilege that they already have many under the law. And Mark, if you could just touch on, because this is something we've seen around here sometimes with the strikes and the amount of damage that is done left behind uh, on the property, it, they, they act as though there's no accountability on their end. Yeah, that's right. And that's really the claim that the Teamsters making. And in Katanji Brown, the only one justice that came out and said, no, everything was honky dory and everything was fine, basically is saying that the union officials can do anything they want and it's protected activity under the National Labor Relations Act and it's leverage to achieve a legitimate union objective. And John, we've seen this before by the Supreme Court back in 1973 when they ruled in a case called Edmonds that union officials could not be prosecuted for, quote, acts of violence, unquote, that are used to achieve legitimate union objectives. So in this case, while there wasn't violence against an individual, there was significant and material property damage. And if the Supreme Court in Washington state would have been allowed to uphold their decision, then basically union officials would have a new license to do property damage and say, well, you know, we got to you got to go to the National Labor Relations Board to get that decision. And John, I can tell you, at least for the next year, and a half that national labor relations board that was nominated and confirmed by joe biden and the democrat senate they're not interested in giving you know business people any more opportunities to to go back after union officials that use this type of activities to get their way now mark folks again we're sweet with mark mix uh mark if you would just touch on and mark is of course president of national right to work um you uh you recently penned uh, an op-ed for Fox News, if you wouldn't mind uh, indulging us and touching on that a little bit. Which which one was that, John? Was that on this case, the Glacier the, case? The, the depth of the union boss legal privileges, yes. Yeah, and that's what we really focused on in our brief to the Supreme Court after they decided to take it. And we went through, we checked off all the, the privileges they have, and that is, you know, first of all, the one I just mentioned, the Enmans decision, the, the ability, inability to prosecute them under federal extortion and racketeering laws when they're trying to achieve legitimate union objectives. Secondly, we go back 90-plus years, and we look at the National Labor Relations Act, which gives union officials the power and the privilege to have a worker fired if they don't support financially the labor union. I mean, you have to pay union dues or fees in order to keep your job. And really the, the original injustice in all of that, John, is that the union can force you to associate with them even though you voted no, didn't want them, didn't ask for them, but yet you're in in this collective. You're forced into this collective by federal law. So these types of privileges, and then the antitrust laws, they're you know they're exempt from antitrust laws, um, and and just the, so many of these privileges they've been granted under the law that it's getting to be outrageous. No other organization in the country. No other institution in the country has the type of privileges that organized labor and particularly union officials have when it comes to forcing workers into collectives. And then, in this case, using property damage and or violence to get their way. Folks, again, he is National Right to Work Foundation President Mark Mix. Mark, excellent job as always. Great to talk to you, and we'll talk to you again. Appreciate it, John. Thank you. Get your driveway paved. J.P. 
Perry Paving. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 25 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating. Call for a free estimate today, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. Hey, learn about the benefits of asphalt paving, whether it's a brand new paving project or a cracked driveway. It's affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. J. Perry Paving, a licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting your needs. No matter how big, how small, contact them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. What a difference it makes for your driveway, for your business, parking lot. J, letter J, J Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. Online at jperrypaving.com and look for them on Facebook. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, depietro.com. Well, that was, um, what was that over the course of the weekend? What a really unusual situation that happened right near our nation's capital. Folks, if it, it started to feel a little bit as if almost like the, the country is, is spiraling out of control. You have a president that clearly is uh, not in control of things that are happening around him. And then you have a situation that that just comes into play and reinforces that. So whether it is, uh, and, and I'm I'm not I'm not saying everything is within his, uh, within in his right, but, um, or I sh- I should say not everything is is his fault, but just the inability to meet the moment to me definitely comes into play, um, in regards to that. And I'm talking about the, the sonic boom that happened over the course. I mean, it's so bizarre. But just to give you an idea of of where things stand right now, as far as the Biden administration, you have a situation where you're going to see gas prices going up. You have obviously still hostilities on the West Coast and then, um, excuse me, in in, uh, with China. And and then you have, you know, these these other skirmishes that are starting to pop up in 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 different ways between between us and the Chinese. So, but I want to um I want to start off with this story regarding the the sonic boom that happened um as as a result of I mean the whole thing is is so unusual but the F16 fighter jets caused a sonic boom heard through large portions of Washington. Let's pick it up. This is uh, ABC's version of it. Homes and rattling nerves. It was very jarring. We thought it was probably an earthquake. The city on alert as a small civilian jet, a Cessna Citation, flew through restricted airspace, the pilot failing to respond to air traffic control. The U.S. military quickly launching six F-16 fighter jets from three bases to track the plane as it headed south into Virginia. The two F-16s over Washington reaching super sonic speed to catch up with the Cessna jet, creating that sonic boom that reverberated across the region. Within minutes, the Cessna jet was spotted at 34,000 feet over a remote area in southwest Virginia. The pilot still unresponsive, the fighter jets firing flares to try to alert the civilian pilot, but to no avail. The pilot appearing to be passed out, the plane likely out of fuel, taking a dive and crashing 10 minutes after the fighter jets intercepted it. Some aviation experts speculating that hypoxia, the lack of oxygen, may have incapacitated the pilot and passengers. Put up there, friends, as it's crashed with a total of four passengers. According to the FAA, the Cessna jet, with those four on board, took off from an airport in northeast Tennessee, bound for MacArthur Airport on New York's Long Island. The flight path showing the plane reaching Long Island, but instead of landing, turning around, likely on autopilot, heading south before crashing in Virginia. 
The New York Times spoke with the man who runs the company that owns the civilian jet. John Rumpel said tragically that in addition to the pilot, his daughter, his two-year-old granddaughter, and her nanny were aboard the plane. George. Yeah, that is so sad. Okay, Martha, thanks. Let's bring wow. aviation expert Stephen Gaynard. And Stephen, start out by telling everybody what the standard is for scrambling these fighter jets. Yeah, George, the actual standards are classified, but there is a good bit of judgment involved. Uh, remember that the North American Air Defense Command out in Colorado Springs has responsibility for all of the U.S. and Canada. So they're monitoring all these flights, and it's actually not unusual to lose communications with various flights around the perimeter of the U.S. and Canada. So they have to think about what is the intent. In this case, the aircraft was at 34,000 feet, it stayed at 34,000 feet, and it stayed on a constant heading. So it didn't seem like it was a big threat. They did put the uh, Capitol and the White House on alert, uh, but they didn't uh, shoot it down precisely because they saw that it was not going to be a threat to the Capitol. And it appears that everyone on board may have been unconscious because of this hypoxia. What causes that? Yeah, it's frankly just a lack of oxygen, George. Um, if you uh, know when you take off in an airplane, you hear your ears pop because the pressurization on an airplane does just that. It compresses the air in the cabin to make sure that there's enough oxygen so that you can survive and, and uh, go about your business normally on an airplane. Uh, sometimes that pressurization may fail. It can fail slowly, like if it fails to pressurize on the climb, or it can be catastrophic. But it does seem that in this case, that hypoxia probably caused by a loss of pressurization in this 33-year-old airplane was the cause of this tragic mishap. So that means there was no way to land that plane safely for the fighter pilots to help that land safely. No, anytime, anytime the uh, the F-16s are responsible for air defense, they'll go up and they'll take a look. Sometimes it's just a, a matter of losing radio communication, but once uh, everybody's incapacitated, there's really nothing that can be done. Stephen Gannon, thanks for... A sonic again, boom. The, uh, the whole situation with that, which is just so unusual but you also think of just what the chain of events that set off now that was not the only thing then we also have this situation increased tensions between the u.s and china chinese warship uh chinese warship intercepted a pair of u.s canadian ships that was sailing now this this is all the makings these are the types of things you'd hear about all the leads up to war let's hear the gma piece on this correspondent Ian Panel, who's here with us in the flesh, all gussied up, no less. <laughs> Good morning to you, Ian. Yeah, thank you. Good morning, Lindsay. It does seem that these incidents are becoming more frequent. U.S. Defense Secretary Austin saying that we don't seek any conflict or confrontation, but nor do we flinch or uh, move away from bullying. The Chinese, however, telling the U.S. to mind its own business, warning any severe confrontation between the U.S. and China would be a, quote, unbearable disaster for the world. This morning... Increased tensions between the U.S. and China after a close call at sea. A Chinese warship intercepting a pair of U.S. and Canadian ships sailing through the Taiwan Strait. Video capturing the moment Saturday when the Chinese warship picks up speed, cutting in front of American destroyer USS Chung-Hoon by just 150 yards. The ship's wake coming dangerously close to the destroyer's bow. The captain of the Canadian vessel saying the Chinese sailors called the American ship, telling them to move or there'd be a collision. The Americans asking the Chinese to stay clear of the ship, but having to suddenly slow down in order to avoid a crash. The U.S. responding, accusing the Chinese ship of acting in an unsafe manner and violating the maritime rules of the road. China's defense minister firing back, saying the best way to avoid another close call is for all countries, especially their military aircraft and warships, to refrain from wandering around other countries' territorial waters and airspace. This incident, the latest to raise tensions. Just last week, a Chinese fighter jet coming within 400 feet of a U.S. reconnaissance plane over the South China Sea. And earlier this year, the U.S. shooting down a Chinese spy balloon flying over the U.S. But National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan on CNN emphasizing the need for diplomacy between the two nations. And we believe there is nothing inevitable about some kind of conflict or cold war between the U.S. and China. Well, overnight, the State Department's most senior diplomat for East Asia landing in Beijing. This is the fourth high-level meeting between the Chinese and the U.S. in as many weeks, with CIA Director Burns secretly going to China in May. But, George, make no mistake, the tensions are very real, as is the need to avoid any real-world military clash between the two. No question about it. No question about it. But is President Biden really up 
is he really up to the challenge of shutting this thing down, getting it under control? What is it right now about President Biden? It is not in any way intimidating, whether it be Russia or China. And him falling the other day, I mean, that's the image that people see. Can you imagine the reaction of that in places like China and what Putin is doing? Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Get the most of your outdoor space with Limitless Outdoors. Call today for a free quote, 401-580-1852. Limitless Outdoors, they specialize in patios, walkways, steps. They did a fantastic job on my outside steps. Outdoor kitchens, landscape lighting, retaining walls, lawn installations, excavation, Call Limitless Outdoors today. Let's dream, build, and enjoy. 401-580-1852. Based in Smithfield, Limitless Outdoors. They also do indoor fireplaces or outdoor fireplaces. Limitless Outdoors. Call them today. Free quote. Get the most of your outside. You're going to love what they can do for you. 401-580-1852. 401 580 580-1852. Limitless Outdoors. Dream. Build. Enjoy. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. How about the, um, well, first of all, let's go over a couple of things. Um, there is certainly a problem now. Yellowstone Park, warning tourists, be careful. They've had some close encounters with animals. I want you to listen to this piece. Protect the animals, saying in a statement, some actions by visitors have led to the endangerment of people and wildlife and resulted in the death of wildlife. Because of things like social media, a lot of people have lost a bit of common sense and don't give the space and respect these creatures need. And they put themselves and the animals in serious danger. Authorities are now investigating tourists who they say this Memorial Day weekend grabbed a baby elk and took it inside their car to the police station. And last month, a man from Hawaii, now charged with intentionally disturbing wildlife, was seen moving a newborn bison after it was separated from its mother. Yellowstone Park Rangers were forced to euthanize the calf when they couldn't reunite it with the herd. If you're getting in the way, not only could you get injured, could the animal get injured or in trouble, but you're actually impeding or hurting their chances for survival. We're also seeing a lot of videos like this. A Yellowstone tourist taking a selfie next to a bison, which experts warn is seriously risky behavior. There you go. Keep going. Last year, this woman at a Texas national park tried sneaking by a bison. Oh, no. She was gored in the back and spent six days in the hospital. Experts say always have a plan of exit if a bison gets too close. But of course, the best plan is to always maintain a safe distance of 75 to 100 feet. You don't have a prayer in heck against a wild bison. But all those accidents are completely avoidable. And look, nobody wants to discourage visiting national parks. We all know they are amazing. The bottom line, though, from Yellowstone, if a wild animal is near your campsite, near your trail, or really any developed area, leave it alone and give it space. Rebecca. Great advice, Trevor. Thank you. After a string of frightening close encounters at Yellowstone National Park, this morning, park officials are urging tourists to respect and protect the animals, saying in a statement, some actions by visitors have led to the endangerment of people and wildlife. That is a good example of, without question, the effect of social media, where people are kind of hamming it up and they want to post a selfie with an animal um, and I, I think that is, I'm not saying years ago you wouldn't have seen it, but it certainly does seem to come down to a lot of people that then they want to post something that's really going to jump out. Natalie Holloway, remember that 2005, her disappearance. Here it is all these years later, the young girl went to Aruba. I followed that case. Well, there's an, up, uh, an update on that case. Holloway's 2005 disappearance, Goran Vandersloot preparing to be extradited to Alabama as soon as tomorrow. 
A source close to the family telling ABC News the 35-year-old is expected to leave Peru on Tuesday. Vandersloat's seen in this new video making his way to a prison in Peru's capital, his last trek inside the country before heading to the U.S. to face charges related to the teen's death. They'll shackle him up, bring him back to this plane, and then fly him, land presumably in Alabama. The marshals will take custody of him, and they'll house him either in a federal prison or a local jail. Vandersloat had been serving a 28-year sentence at a remote Peruvian prison for the murder of another woman. Authorities say he was the last person to see 18-year-old Natalie Holloway alive before she vanished nearly two decades ago on the last night of her graduation trip. Yeah, the last time I saw her, she was sitting in the on the sand by the ocean. His extradition comes 13 years after an Alabama federal grand jury indicted him for allegedly trying to extort Holloway's mother for $250,000, the alleged demand in exchange for information on where her body was buried. But in 2006, Vandersloat denied killing the Alabama teen. The first thing that popped into my head was, uh, what if something happened to her? In 2019, Holloway's mother, Beth, speaking with ABC News about the last time she saw her daughter alive. I helped her get her bag out of the car and just kissed her goodbye. Never could I have imagined. Even though Holloway's body was never found, a judge declared her dead in 2012. Vandersloat was not charged in her disappearance. You know, that is the ultimate torture as we are going on over a year now with <clears throat> the missing Charlotte Lester, and that is when the body is is never found. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Delicious food, great atmosphere, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge. They can also accommodate large groups. A great meal, a feast, is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Stop it and see them all year round. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. So, former Vice President Mike Pence set to jump into the race. Chris Christie, former Governor of New Jersey, set to jump in. This is the piece on the Today Show. Race, the Republican field set to grow again, while the frontrunner Donald Trump does face more legal troubles. NBC's Chief White House Correspondent Kristen Welker's got the latest. Kristen, good morning. New host of Meet the Press. Hi, Savannah. Good morning to you. The GOP primary is heating up this week with former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie and former Vice President Mike Pence poised to enter the race. And it comes amid yet another new development in the legal battles facing the Republican frontrunner, former President Trump. Today, the Justice Department's investigation into former President Trump's handling of classified documents may be at a turning point, with the grand jury that has been hearing evidence in the case expected to meet again this week, according to multiple people familiar with the investigation. If special counsel Jack Smith decides to indict Mr. Trump, it would be the first time a former president has been charged with a federal crime. Mr. Trump has denied any wrongdoing, arguing he had the right to keep classified material at his Mar-a-Lago estate. I took the documents I'm allowed to. Everything I did was right. We have the Presidential Records Act, which I abided by 100%. The former president is also under investigation for his efforts to overturn the 2020 election by the Justice Department and prosecutors in Georgia. And in New York, he's pleaded not guilty to felony charges of falsifying business records, with his trial set to begin next March. Mr. Trump remains the overwhelming Republican frontrunner for 2024, trailed by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, campaigning in South Carolina over the weekend, taking aim again at Mr. Trump's claim that he can fix the country in six months. Don't let anyone tell you they can do this in 24 hours or in six months or anything like that. 
Uh, this is going to be trench warfare. Mr. Trump also facing criticism from his former U.N. ambassador, Nikki Haley, who's also running over the January 6th attack on the Capitol. He thinks it was a beautiful day. I think it was a terrible day. I'll always stand by that. And the candidates lashing out at Mr. Trump this weekend over his recent praise of North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, including his former vice president, Mike Pence, who's expected to announce his campaign in Des Moines, Iowa this week. Whether it's my former running mate or anyone else, no one should be praising the dictator in North Korea. Also entering the race, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, who's set to kick off his run in New Hampshire tomorrow, according to two sources familiar with his plans. And the question becomes, looking forward, who starts to take the toughest shots against the former president? Guys, back to you. All right, here's the way that I see this. No one is laying a glove on him. (sighs) Folks, President Trump remains, come on, he is, he's he's beyond the 800-pound gorilla in the room. And I like the way he just sizes up. Chris Christie's wasting his time. It's true. And even if they get on a stage, he can still give it as much as he can take it um i think and and even them going after him for kim jong-un and so forth president trump remains the front runner and i think a lot of the things that he says i still think it's one of those things that people may i everyone's supposed to say that january 6th was this terrible day but you know many of us and many of you and we recognize um, I'm going to come back to what I've said is people watched a summer of rioting and looting and protesting with no repercussions. So as a result of that, it doesn't have the effect. I've even referred to it as trespassing day. All right. So some people get out of control, but they didn't really well, not really steal anything. They took a couple things out of Nancy Pelosi's office. Uh, they were in the Senate chambers. They could have done things. They could have taken the building, building hostage. That's not what what's happened. They didn't start a fire. They didn't. They broke windows to get in there. But I don't buy this narrative. And as far as democracy under attack, what do you call our form of voting right now? At least in in our this region of the country, Rhode Island is the worst. We don't have fear elections. I don't know about you. I don't have representation. And I'm not, I, I think Aaron Ruckenberg right now could be the favorite to win the Democrat primary. Seth Magazina doesn't represent me in Congress. Senator Whitehouse doesn't represent me in Congress. David Cicilline certainly did not. So as far as democracy under attack, I think they're the ones that put it under attack. All right, so more people are piling in. I, I think they still think there's a belief that as President Trump gets some of these legal challenges and hurdles that could be coming his way but he's still standing up he still is the most gifted speaking to the people he is and um it's not the same as 2016 but you come back to right now on that stage i don't see anyone that's going to knock out the champ you got to beat the champ um as far as partisan politics is there anyone more partisan than than Biden that used the Oval Office and tricked the networks into carrying that speech and then instead he just used it again to slam the Republican Party. So I, the, the partisan politics, um, in so many ways you can argue that I, I, you don't see any reaching across the aisle. This, this was, un, it was unusual to see Kevin McCarthy and the president meaning president biden and sitting down and carving that out but i think that um without question he he remains the front runner and i i i don't see anything that's going to change that dynamic i've been holding out i've been like many of you i know i think people are open maybe to another candidate but i unless something changes based on what we're seeing right now and let we'll see how they handle themselves on the debate stage i someone who i am impressed with is senator tim scott so maybe he would be the choice to be the vp candidate perhaps um i don't know if he's ready for the big chair we'll see but nikki haley does not impress me chris christie if he's going to use it to just attack 
President Trump, I, I think he's a very effective guy, Governor Christie. I've met him. I've interviewed him. Um, I agree with a lot of his politics. But if he's going to enter the race just to kind of say to everyone, here's how you slap around President Trump, I don't think it's going to be successful. And the more that this field scatters, now now it sounds like President Trump is not even going to be on that debate stage. Come August is the first one. It sounds like a lot of people are not going to be on the debate stage. They're not going to do the two different tables. Because then you do have people like Larry Elder have announced, and there's a couple of other people that are announced, but they're just not automatically getting on to the stage. And I, I, I it's tough to argue with that. I, I've just really soured on people, and we saw it locally, that just run for the sake of running. They feel they don't have to raise money. They feel they don't have to gain enthusiasm. They feel like they don't have to gain support. They just feel it's up to the media to cover them and that they should automatically be in. And it just doesn't work that way. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. This portion of The John DePietro Show, it's brought to you by Lawn Doctor, your best lawn ever guaranteed. And I can tell you with my own experience what a fantastic job they did and have done with my lawn. The easiest thing to do is log on to their website. It's LawnDoctor.com. LawnDoctor.com. Put in your zip code. Your best lawn ever. Guaranteed. It's Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. You can call them 401-392-1025. But log on to their website. LawnDoctor.com. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. You know what's interesting is because of lax uh, criminal enforcement on the West Coast, something new has sprung up. They call it organized retail crime. It's a surge in coordinated robberies. And you think about it, as people are watching and just seeing people randomly go into a store, and mostly we started to see this on the West Coast and just rob them. No one stopped them. Suddenly people said, hey, wait a minute. We could do a lot more if, in fact, you know, we did it in an organized fashion. And so that is what's come out. I want to play. This is a piece from uh, GMA. Smash and grabs at many different retailers across the country. And federal authorities are now sounding the alarm about coordinated robberies like these. It's an absolute threat. It's called organized retail crime, where groups of criminals steal high-value items to then sell online or elsewhere. They know exactly what stores to hit, when and where. Obviously, the profitability is the key here. Retailers say this type of crime is reaching unprecedented levels, forcing the average family to pay an estimated $500 more each year on goods. Are you seeing a dramatic rise in this type of crime? Absolutely. It's growing double-digit year over year. And Homeland Security officials tell ABC News they now see violent gangs and dangerous international groups getting involved, organizations suspected of ties to drug trafficking or even terrorism financing. These criminal networks, they may be full-time drug traffickers that see an opportunity to work with a crew that's already stealing. Big box retailers like the Home Depot have been hit especially hard, investigating hundreds of cases and losing billions of dollars this past year alone. This is what we refer to our billion-dollar aisles, billions and billions of dollars worth of sales in this product, and then about a third of our uh, losses from a theft and frauds perspective come from, you know, power tools particularly. Why do you believe that... You've seen such an uptick. Pandemic aside, which kind of emboldened some people wearing masks. So there's the online proliferation. About 90% of our organized retail crime cases involve some type of online selling platform. Opioids and fentanyl continuing to drive the need for fast cash. But worrying these stores even more, they say thieves are growing more and more violent, threatening employees with guns, knives, even a hammer. Home Depot says it's taking steps to protect its workers and fight growing organized retail crime, showing us new measures they're testing in this store outside Atlanta. Alarmed gates, increased surveillance, and 
locking up merchandise. How much is a spool like that worth? Anywhere from $1,000 to upward of about $3,500. How much do you think one of these spools weighs? Probably clo close to 500, 800 pounds. They'll rolling it out, throwing it in the back of a pickup truck or the trunk of a car and speeding away. You can see that we've had to you know, put a barrier in between the, the bad actors and the, and the product. But is it working? It's definitely working. And Home Depot acknowledges that these measures can create a barrier between the products and customers and a temporary inconvenience, but ultimately they say they've helped save more than a million dollars at just that Georgia store in one year. We'll have much more on our in-depth look at organized retail crime coming up tonight on Nightline. You know, again, this is another example of the defund the police, abolish the police, the progressive policies, the people that say, oh, you know, People just steal because they're hungry and, oh, you're going to penalize someone trying to feed their family. That's not what it is. It's organized theft. You know, it started with they suddenly were just not enforcing things. This the, the damage from the West Coast. How about San Francisco is under just complete attack? San Francisco is now going to have to spend all this money. San Francisco used to be a very desirable place. They had conventions. They used to have people that would want to visit. It was uh, I've been there several times. It's a really enjoyable or was. I mean, now, forget about it. They've, they've allowed it to be destroyed. And, uh, and they're, they're going to slowly try to bring it back. But the amount of people that have fled out of there. But these are the failed progressive policies. Now, I'm also hearing that, you know, in Providence, the mayor of Providence is having a tough time trying to get a uh, police academy because the city council, they're, they're against anything like that. These progressive policies of which Governor McKee is totally caves to, Folks, it is, is the destruction in the beginning of the end of, of the state. And it's, as I've said, the one thing, progressives and their policies, they're really socialists. They don't care about quality of life. They don't care about your quality of life. They don't care about my quality of life. Theft means nothing to them. Vandalism, destruction, don't pay your rent. Everyone should be given things for free. They're so destructive. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. remain healthy stop in and see marie at it's my health 1099 mendon road in cumberland you can also look for her on facebook but call her 401-305-3585 you know the building it's that historic white church diagonally across from davenport restaurant it's my health what do you find inside well first of all great service great selection vitamins herbal remedies from trusted companies local products like ICE, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, plus hemp and CBD products, natural skin care. It's my health. Poppin' and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. There's things for your pets. There's things for your children. There's things for your health. Stay healthy at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Again, call Marie, 401 305 3585 diagonally across from Davenport restaurant to the John DePietro show it's AM 1380 99.9 FM you can always listen online at our website dePietro.com remember weekdays 11 to 2 but visit the website dipetro.com that's the best way to reach me there's a direct link contact john we also have all our sponsors right there we have unique original reporting stories videos also all our links to social media whether it's facebook when we do facebook live or youtube or twitter it's all right there at the website dipetro.com and then remember once you're there you can also visit the shop we have great gifts that you can get. It's a happening. All links to the show. Plus, if you ever miss any part of the show, it's all right there under radio show right there. Folks, it all starts by logging on at dipetro.com. And on the left-hand side, you can always listen live. Again, all our links, everything begins and ends right there at the website dipetro.com. <laughs> 